In this episode of The Metamorphic Mind, we will be discussing motivation, goal setting, and troubleshooting those goals. Motivation is what initiates us to do actions. People will say, I need motivation to do the dishes, or I'm waiting to be motivated to write this paper. Personally though, I think it's helpful to look at the root word, motive, when thinking about motivation. People think motivation is a spur of the moment, divine-like revelation that we luck into. Motivation is seen as something that is fleeting, yet magical, in how much energy it can give us. I feel like people give so much weight to these times when they are motivated, and then look for those magical moments when they attempt to do things. I was so motivated the other day and did so much work, I just need to wait for that feeling again. I found that it is more beneficial to think about motivation from the perspective of what motivates us to act. What are our motives for acting? By thinking about motivation in terms of the motives that I have for my actions, that gives me the power to change the things that I am doing. It puts the controls in my hands. Think about it from the other way around. If motivation were just a spark that ignites us but is gone in a flash, or is something that hits us randomly, our actions are left up to fate. I have grown tired of waiting for motivation to strike me and need a way to take control over my actions. So what I learned to do was to think and journal about the motives that push me to be the person that I want to be. By thinking about reasons for acting, it gives me power to fight against the intrusive thoughts or the stressors that stand in my way of reaching my goals. Finding your motivations can be thought of in many different ways. A lot of people talk about this idea in their own way. Some people call it your why. Find your why. Why do you wake up in the morning? This is called ikigai in Japanese culture, and it means reason for living. Someone's purpose. Whatever you call it, it's important to put words to the reasons you have for living your life. An example of a character who finds their motivation is Homer Simpson. I always love learning from unconventional sources, so I hope you too enjoy delving a little bit into his character. Homer is a character that has held many jobs in his life and often takes secondary jobs to supplement his first. Working is simply a big part of who Homer is. He supports his family monetarily, and that's one of the roles Homer takes up and does well with. The main job throughout the series that we see from Homer is of a safety inspector at a power plant. In one of the episodes, we see that Homer really doesn't like working there and ends up quitting to go follow his dreams. He opened up a bowling alley like he has always wanted and started to enjoy his life more. He then learns that his wife is pregnant with their third child, and knowing that he wouldn't be able to afford a comfortable living for the family, he sells his dreamed bowling alley and goes back to work for the power plant. A few years later, the other children start to wonder about where the third child's pictures are. We then see that Homer keeps them in his area of work. He has them put up on a nice cork board where he's able to look at them at the same time that he is working, with the words, do it for her, written across the board. Homer knows his motive and makes sure that he is always reminded of that when he is working. We need motivation to keep us focused and to help us do things that we don't want to do. What's really cool is that if we focus on remembering our motivation, it's a cycle that we are able to keep going. For me, I started this journey by opening up a Google Doc and started to think about my motivation by finishing the sentence. I should start my podcast because... I should start my podcast because 
I would rather podcast than work my current job. I should start my podcast so that I can eventually provide for my family while being in the house to experience life with them. I should start my podcast because I can impact many more lives if I grow an online audience. And I continued to list the reasons that I had to podcast. I then did the same thing for the other side of the coin. If I don't start my podcast, I could spend 83,200 hours of my life in a job that doesn't fulfill me. And for this example specifically, I continue to nail down this idea. 83,200 hours is nine and a half years of my life. If you were to make a compilation of all the time I have worked in my life, the video would be 9.5 years long and would not have a single intermission where I wasn't working. Jumping through the video, you would see that I'm doing a similar job the whole time, but I keep looking older, slowly losing my life, only to do the same thing day in and day out. That's an awful existence, and it doesn't have to be this way. I don't have to waste 9.5 entire years of my life working in a way that I don't like. I think taking the time to introspect on these ideas is important because it puts into perspective what we lose if we don't pursue our passions. The analogy of the video of time spent working is very powerful and very helpful, but I need to keep reminding myself of its existence. Because if I don't allow that idea to stay with me, I forget it. I wrote about losing my life to work about three weeks ago, and already I have lost the spark that it gave me. I have to make the active decision to keep that thought in my mind or in my pocket to look at, or else I could forget it forever and continue making that 9.5 year long video a reality. They say that writing down your reason for being and looking at it often helps keep the idea fresh in your mind and in your life. Andrew Carnegie carried a piece of paper around for most of his life that said something like, in the first half of my life, I will make money, and in the second half of my life, I'll give it all away. And this idea propelled him throughout his life to do exactly that, donating $350 million in his day's money, which is about $5 billion in today's money. It's a good idea to have something that you are able to think about when you go to bed and when you wake up to keep your mind focused on your goals. And if you don't have goals, find some. Have something to live for and work towards. Games lose a lot of their enjoyment when there aren't things to do and progress to make. So think about an area of your life that you would like to work on and start investing your energy into that part of you. I think we all have dusty parts of our being that could use some polishing. I know for me, I'm awful at fashion and could use some work to be better prepared for when there is a formal event to go to. Or maybe I can work on honing my drawing skills so that I'm better prepared when I want to make a comic book later in my life. Whatever my goal is, I like to make them actionable by stating what I need to do for them, while also making sure that I'm clear about what I'm asking of myself. For example, if my goal was to lose weight, I would think about what actions would get me to that goal. My mind goes to exercise and dieting. My first goal, then, would be to do a workout at my house one day a week. Specifying the time and amounts of work allows me to more easily know what I need to do. I also started with a very low number of workouts because I first need to work on my consistency before I can focus on increasing my productivity. My second goal would be to eat one healthy meal per day and increase it once I have made it into a habit. Another facet of goal setting is dealing with the problems that will naturally come up. I may start to struggle when I try to complete my dieting goal 
because I find that I don't have anything in my house that is healthy for me to eat, even once a day. So I would then think about making a grocery list, or if I don't even know what's healthy, I would look up something like quick healthy dishes to make on a budget on YouTube and spend some time looking at what looked yummy and make a grocery list out of it. I would make sure that I made that grocery list as I watched the video because personally I know I wouldn't remember those ingredients nor would I want to take the time to find the ingredients again. I know that I should do that because there have been many times where I've had these cool ideas but didn't make sure that I was prepared to see them through. I know that I'm forgetful, I know that I need a lot of help to do the things I want to do, so I do what I can to set myself up for success. Problem solving is needed for any new thing that we do, and that's okay and to be expected. Everyone has different needs and figuring out what your needs are can take some time. My hope is that by thinking through your motivations, you will have the strength to fail. Alex Hermosi says that he can never fail, that there are only temporary setbacks for him. And I think that's super powerful, because when I think about it, failing is just the decision to not get back up and keep going. I can be bad at things and not meet the mark that I was aiming for, but no one is stopping me from trying again and again and again as many times as it takes to reach my goal. But it is tough. I'm not going to lie to you. Falling down sucks. It's very invalidating to try so hard and still come up short. What's helped me to grieve in these moments is a few things. The first is that I take some time to remember. The first is that I take some time to remember that steps that I have made forward actually aren't lost when I fail at my goal. Actually aren't lost when I fail at my goal. Because even if I am set back a little, I have learned how to take bigger steps and take them faster. That experience isn't something that can ever be taken away from me. The second thing that I think about is to celebrate how far I've come. I'm the worst at gratitude, but it is something that is impactful and important. When I take time to be grateful for the work that I've put in, I'm teaching myself that working towards my goals is fulfilling and that I'm not the person that I was a month ago. It's an acknowledgement that I can change and that the things that I'm doing for myself are working. It sucks that I don't meet my goals and I can be sad about that for sure, but how incredible is it that I was able to grow so much. And how amazing is it to be so much closer to reaching my goals? They say to love the process because there will always be higher mountains to climb and that reaching one peak won't last forever. I can agree on some level, but I would say to treat every milestone as its own summit. It's the highest you have ever reached and should be celebrated in some way. If you are working towards a new language and you finally made it out to that Spanish gathering, celebrate. If you are wanting to learn how to cook and you realize that you can now make a homemade dish for each meal of the day, celebrate. And with celebration, it's the thought that counts. You don't need to spend $100 on yourself to celebrate. You don't need to make everyone aware of how awesome you did to celebrate. If only, in your mind, cherish how far you have come and how much effort you have put into yourself. That's awesome and you deserve a pat on the back. Enjoy that night in celebration of you and what you've done. When tomorrow comes, keep taking more steps towards your next milestone. If you are still upset that you haven't met your goals as quick as you want, it might be time to reevaluate how much you are able to accomplish or work on creating better systems to accomplish things. For the first, I would ask myself, am I able to accomplish what I want in the time I gave myself? The answer is almost always yes, but the next question is, 
How on top of my game do I need to be to complete the tasks that I gave myself? Let's say it's 80% of my max output and I would have to do that over the next 7 days every day. That's a lot to ask myself. Like I can't have any bad days. I have to do this for 7 whole days if I'm to accomplish that goal. That sounds draining and doesn't get me excited to work towards my goals. However, if I have to work at 100% for only one day and I didn't meet my mark, what happened that day when I attempted 100%? Was the house dirty and in need of deep cleaning? Did I have too many distractions on my desk or on my phone that I couldn't work as efficiently as I needed to? Did I schedule an appointment or meet up with friends that day and I was only able to start working at 3 p.m.? All of these things take away from the work that we are able to do. For me, having a messy room, and especially having a messy desk, kills my ability to get work done. So if I see that's becoming a problem, I will have to prioritize cleaning for that week or a few days leading up to the time that I want to be my most productive. I can't sit down to do an hour of work on my podcast some days, but I can take dishes to the kitchen every time that I want a snack or a drink. Sometimes bigger changes in my environment are necessary. I got a bigger desk that has a keyboard tray and a place for my monitor because I found that I had too many gadgets I wanted to keep on my desk to play with. I put a little trash can below me so that I didn't have to get up to find a trash can when I needed one. These little efficiency hacks really add up to help me start working smoothly and continue working. Some of the mental health people that I listen to talk about this idea of mental friction. There will be things in our lives that make getting started difficult. If I'm having trouble walking, I'm able to make my legs stronger and get better shoes, but it would be a lot easier to stop trying to walk in tar or a swamp all the time. If my feet have this extra weight on them, it would be like my feet having this extra weight on them every time I go to walk. It's usually a lot easier to address what's weighing us down rather than trying to compensate for it. So taking time to evaluate if there is anything slowing down your workflow can be important. To recap, motivation is a driving force that you can cultivate by putting words to why you have goals in the first place. Write the reasons down and consider carrying them around with you to keep them in your mind. If you don't have goals, you can choose an area of your life that you would like to be better in and break down what working towards that goal looks like. What will you have to do, where will you have to do it, and for how long will you have to do it for? And if you find yourself consistently not meeting your goals, evaluate what the problem is. Are the goals too difficult for your situation? Is the space you are working in conducive to being productive during the times that you want to be productive? Have you failed a few times and chosen not to get back up again? Do you need to celebrate your wins and cherish how much you have grown along the way more? Whatever the case, the more that you try, the more problems you will solve and the more experienced you will be. You can do great things. Take it slow and give yourself grace. You got this. Until next time, peace.